sure where you are but good morning good evening uh, good afternoon wherever you are praise to the Lord hallelujah hallelujah glory to the Lamb of God amen hallelujah well if you could give me a couple of thumbs up and let me know that you can hear me loud and clear we're going to go into our, our Wednesday Bible study, but we're not going to go in without a praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Can I get a couple hearts, thumbs up, let me know that you can hear me. All right. I see some hearts. Glory. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Hallelujah. For those of you who don't know who I am, I am uh, Jesse Griffin, overseer of, and watchman of Kingdom Reign International Ministries. And uh, it has been a long month now we're going on, I think. But we have not been able to get together five weeks, losing track. But if we could, let's just take a moment right now. Just bless the Lord wherever you are. I pray peace be upon you. I pray the breath of God to be in your home. I pray the strength of God to be manifest on the inside of you. I pray today by the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ that the revelation and teachings that you have received of Jesus would be multiplied and manifested in your life today, that you would grab a hold of whatever scripture or revelation or truth that you need for this hour. Come on, somebody. How many of us could say, I need Jesus, I need Jesus, I need Jesus. We need your power, Lord. We need your Holy Spirit. We need your word. To the Lamb of God, thank you for tuning in to all that are tuning in. And I just pray, Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I pray, cultivate the heart of your people. I pray their minds to be clear. I pray the chatter, the clatter, the, the, the noise to be still in the name of Jesus, that their ear would be tuned in. Someone say, tune my ear in, Lord. Hallelujah. Tune my ear in, Lord, that I might hear you. Let my hearing be fine-tuned. I don't want to listen to a lie. I don't want to listen to deception. I don't want to listen to seduction. But I want to listen to truth. Come on. If you're given over, I want to say this. If you're given over, if you're a person that is given over to appetites, you have something other that sits on the seat of your emotions or your wants or your desires other than for the Word of God. You can become susceptible to a delusion or deception. And so we're in an hour where our hunger is being proved more than ever. Come on, somebody. Whatever you're hungry for, you will get up and you will pursue. Whatever it is that your appetite is telling you that you want that. Come on. The Bible says we're to hunger and we are to thirst. Glory to the Lamb of God after righteousness. So if you're not hungry enough yet, you won't get up and chase after the Lord. But when you get hungry, when you get desperate enough, you won't lay down, you won't sit down, and you won't quit. But you'll rise up and say, I'm going to pursue. And then you could cry out like the Apostle Paul said, I'm apprehended by, uh, I'm apprehending that which apprehends. I'm being apprehended. I'm being overtaken by the Lord as I'm pursuing him. I'm being overtaken. Come on, somebody. So who wants to be overtaken tonight? Come on. Hallelujah. If you, I could just get a few more thumbs and let me know that you can hear me. I'm actually watching here in case you wonder why I keep looking down so that I can actually see what individuals are writing and I can respond to you. Uh, I don't like to just, especially since we're not able to have classroom type setting, I do like question and answer. And so... Uh, I like to see the responses. Glory, glory, glory. Hey, God bless you, uh, Julian. God bless you. I see uh, some Kingdom Reign family and Sister Sharon and others. I want to just give you a, uh, a shout out. And I know some of you will watch later. And I want to give you a shout out. I want to say 
You need to commend yourself if you're trying to pick yourself up every day during this season. If you're trying to find courage, if you're trying to find uh, words, if you're trying to find revelation and inspiration. I just want to encourage you and say congratulations. You didn't give up. Amen. If this is just uh this is a momentary affliction. Come on somebody. It's a momentary someone say momentary affliction that is not worthy to be compared to the glory that will be revealed where in us. And as I've shared so many times, we're not even going through anything compared to some of our brothers and sisters in other nations. We actually are living like kings and queens here in many homes, even under quarantine. We are doing so much better than some individuals that I've heard of and I know of in other nations. So can you just give God a praise right there? Yes, your restrictions uh, are imposed upon you to that are uh, not allowing you to move and be as free as you would like. And yes, there's going to be some challenges financially and relationally even. But praise God that our needs are being met. Hallelujah. Praise God. And for those that have loved ones and uh, family that are struggling, uh, if you know somebody that's struggling or has battled with this COVID-19, we send our heart out to you today. And I pray in the name of Jesus that, that you would find all the resources and everything would be put at your hands and your disposable, disposal, uh, not disposable, but disposal that you would obtain what you need for the sake of your family, the safety of your family. Come on, hallelujah. We know that God is a healer. And we just pray that if you have a loved one in the hospital right now, or for whatever reason, I pray right now, the hand of God, you just say their name, whatever their name is. Could you just say their name and just pray, God, would you sustain their life? We believe even as Hezekiah was uh, saved for an extra 15 years, his life was spared for 15 years, that individuals, their lives can be spared in these kind of times and seasons. And so we just pray as many as could be spared and then even saved in this hour, we pray for them to be saved in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God bless you. Hallelujah. I see some more individuals on. Hey, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I am going to preach it. God bless you. Hallelujah. I want to go over a few scriptures tonight. I'm not going to be very long this evening. We have so much that's going on, and I know people that are tending to their businesses, they're tending to their families, their kids, their homeschooling. And it's a challenging time as so many of us have had to uh, change the daily routines and how we do things, how we uh, even interact as families. You know, you used to, if you worked and uh, you were married, your spouse went to work and you had separate uh, different time schedules, uh, you got a little bit of a break uh, from each other. But you're really finding out now how much you love each other. Hallelujah. You're finding out how much you love your kids. Amen. And even if they're working your last nerve, you find out every day. And I hug my kids because I'm grateful that they're, they're in good health. And so, uh, you know, we become more grateful that we are able to spend time with our family. And so, you know, I want to encourage you today uh, to find the positive. Amen. In your situation, in your circumstance, find the positive tune out i've said it before and i'm going to say it again uh, you know some people are saying social distancing i want to say to you do social media distancing there's so many conspiracy theories so many reports and watching and stay informed stay up to date what you need to do keep yourself safe but don't give in to negative reports listen there's a difference between truth and a negative report and so somebody can say something but if you have the Holy Spirit, it will cause you to know how to respond to what's being said. But negativity will drain your spirit. It'll drain your mind. So I want to encourage you today not to feed fear, not to feed those things that will deplete you uh, of having strength and having, uh, even if you will, joy in the Holy Spirit. And with that, I'm going to bring us today to a very familiar passage out of Galatians chapter 6, Galatians chapter 6, the Bible says very clearly, oh glory, do not be deceived, 
Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. All right. Now, many of us are very familiar with that, but I'm going to move on. But I want to lay that as the beginning foundation to help us understand that you cannot stop sowing in this season. All right. When you stop sowing, you stop growing. Okay. You stunt your own growth. And for he that sows to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. So we're in a season. I want to encourage you. We're going to get to it. I want to encourage you not to sow bad seed. I want to encourage you as the people of God not to sow among uh, th thistles, nettles, briars, and thorns. And then be careful if you are sowing among the thistles. Amen. The scripture that talks about there's a time. Don't sow among the thistles. Don't sow among those things that will choke out life. Be be determined and be decisive in what you're sowing and where you're sowing. But in this, we're talking about flesh. Amen. But he that sows to the spirit shall of the spirit reap what life everlasting. I want to encourage you today that even though you can't get to church, ask the Holy Spirit to stir up your spirit. And I'm going to go into this because the reason why many times we will sow into our flesh, glory to the glam of God, thank you for tuning in. We will sow into our flesh, number one, is because we don't know any better. It's the appetite we know that becomes dominant in our life. It's dominant and it's easy to feed, okay? Sowing to your flesh becomes easy because it's the nature you were born in. One of the challenges that we face as the believer is to transition to the life in the spirit and then holding on as we begin to learn how to walk in the spirit so that we can now begin to obtain or receive the benefits of walking in the spirit. In many times we see immediate satisfaction from fulfilling a lust of the flesh or walking in the flesh or doing something fleshly, and yet we won't see immediate returns on things we do in the spirit. But let me say this to you. You don't want to just be satisfied. You want to be gratified in the things of the Lord. See, you can have a momentary satisfaction, but you won't be fully gratified. When we learn how to walk with God, one of the things that I marvel at is the Bible says that Enoch walked with God. And when it says that he walked with God and God was satisfied, literally there's an element in that word of satisfied, which literally could be rendered gratified, where God was thoroughly pleased with Enoch in such a way that it filled him to see Enoch walking with God in that relationship pleased God to the point, if you will, God's heart swelled. We see the same type of language is used when it comes to Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. And it says that this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. It Enoch walked with God in it and God was satisfied. He was pleased. Come on with Enoch's walk. Jesus pleased God. And one of the things that we need to realize is if I'm not pleasing God, then I'm pleasing somebody. And if I don't understand, and you and I, we don't quite comprehend the fact that I'm, I'm doing things to please something. I'm doing things to please somebody, whether it's for myself, my spouse, my kids, my parents, my boss, somebody, you're going to do stuff to please them. Come on. And many times uh, we want to make sure that what we're doing is not an appeasement. Come on. We could, you know, I know people that just do things to appease another person, but they don't have the heart to serve or do it. They're doing it out of obligation. When we serve out of a servant's heart, what we find out is if I do it not begrudgingly, but as I do all things as unto the Lord, what I find out, I begin to store up in heavenly places. I'm not going to do things 
uh, for myself in lust. I'm not going to fulfill the lust of the flesh. But when I serve, when I move in the spirit, I'm doing things out of a heart that says, I want what I'm doing to be to your benefit. Come on. Not any other reason, but I want to do what I'm doing to your well-being. How many of you can hear that today? In the name of Jesus. Come on. And let us what? Not be weary in well-doing for in due season. Someone say in due season. See, we all need somebody. I see some hearts. I didn't even look down. Thank you for them thumbs and hearts. Come on. Hallelujah. In due season, we shall reap. Someone say, I shall reap. But there's a condition. What if we faint not? Now, I want you, because listen, the Bible says, let us not what be weary it literally means the word weary means to become utterly spiritless. Uh-oh. To be wearied out or exhausted. Now, if we become weary, it's because many times we find out that what we're doing, we're doing it in our own strength or we're doing it in the flesh. Come on, somebody. You will exhaust yourself. I will exhaust myself. And you can come to a place where you become literally frustrated with moving or working or helping other individuals and it exasperates you to the point you're exhausted. So when you're exhausted, it's where you find out that you can make your worst decisions because now you want to remove the exhaustion from you, but you're now finding yourself to be in a place you can't find no relief. But I'm here to say to somebody today that if you have the Holy Spirit, begin to draw on the strength of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, because one of the things that I know is my God breathes and he breathes life. Come on. I read somewhere one time that a woman with an issue of blood touched the hem of the garment of Messiah and she was healed. It says virtue. So we know that there, by the Holy Spirit and by the anointing that there is power and that power has the ability to strengthen. Now listen, some of us, we're walking in a dimension and we're battling against principalities and powers we know we wrestle not against flesh and blood but what principalities and powers and if you ever look in the scripture there were many times where after a battle that individuals needed to be strengthened by angels come on somebody you look in the scripture and you find out like elijah after the battle on caramel needed someone to make him a meal jesus in the wilderness after he battled against the temptation of Satan. It says angels came and ministered to him. If Jesus needed ministry in his physical body because he was battling a principality, you've got to understand that some of the stuff that's at work bypasses your natural ability and you need supernatural capability. You need a power source that goes beyond your capability or your and I's ability. We must in this season pull like never before on the resources that God has given to us. Come on, hallelujah. I see some individuals. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. Come on, God breathes life. Yes, hallelujah. So to become weary means to become utterly spiritless. Your spirit, you, and when you become utterly um, spiritless, it literally implies that you fail in your heart. Now, if we don't know the Holy Spirit and we don't know Jesus, we don't know Yeshua for ourselves, you won't have a point of contact, a contact point that will allow you to make withdrawals and receive deposits to allow now that which is wearing you out to keep it from bringing you all the way down. Come on. So I want to encourage somebody to say, it says not to grow what? Weary in what well doing so what we need to do is become alive 
in well-doing for what? In a due season. Come on, somebody. Meaning that at some point it will open up. You know, I'm reminded of, what was it, uh, Cornelius? Uh, oh, man, why did his name just go out of my mind? In the book of Acts, when a man, it says, your alms and your prayers have come up as a memorial, and the angel came to signify that heaven had calculated the man's prayers in his alms, and it was now coming to him as a a reward or a return upon his his time and his investment. You never know what way or form your giving, your prayer, your time, your sowing will come back to you in your hour of need. Now, let me say this, and we're in a time which many would call pestilence, okay? Now, I've shared this before, and I'm not advocating for somebody to to do this, but if God does say to you, I want you to, to not lock up your blessing by doing this. The woman, uh, when it was the days uh, of the famine and the, she had two sons, now she was in debt because her husband had died and the Bible says that the prophet said, bake me a cake and she made a cake and then what do you know? Provision came because she did not hold back what was requested. And I want to encourage somebody today to not grow weary in well-doing because if you do not faint, which uh, you you will reap. Come on, somebody. If we faint not means, um, <clears throat> hallelujah, become faint in heart. So if I'm weary, I become spiritless. And then if I faint, my heart stops. When your heart is no longer in doing what's right, when your heart is no longer in what's best for others. And one of the things that can happen in a time and a season like this is you can begin to say, I'm just looking out for myself. I ain't looking out for nobody else. Uh, and, and, and you can begin to close because fear will cause you to shut the door. Uh, suspicion will cause you to shut the door. I want to encourage you to totally be led by the Holy Spirit, but do random acts of kindness in this hour. You know, hallelujah, glory to the Lamb of God. You know, back back a few years ago, I, I really, I love greeting cards. I love cards and um, I, I write poetry and I used to write, make cards for people. And I went and I said, what would it take to start a, a card store? I was really intrigued by this. So I spent a vast amount of time to gain an understanding on uh, how cards uh, stores operated and how did they come into business. And what I found out was totally amazing is that you had Hallmark, American Gibson, American Greeting and Gibson Greeting Cards, three top card companies in the world who capitalize and have an 85% market on cards. And what I found out blew me away. When other businesses <coughs> were going down during the Great Depression, after the stock market crash, it was that 1928-1930, one of the cheapest and easiest ways to keep each other encouraged was with a card. And I'm always amazed that even in this hour when someone gives me a card, it doesn't need to say a whole lot. And it's not even about if there's a check in the card, it's the words. It's the ability to feel the heart behind a person telling you something from their heart to you to encourage you to hold your head up. So these three greeting card companies all became successful in the when the economy was at its worst why because these cards were being produced as an easy way to sow something at a cheap uh, at a cheap rate to just say to people keep on going keep on keep on come on keep on keeping on and i was blown away by that that and i had i have documents i have all the stuff i wrote out so that and so I saw the power, <clears throat> the power of words. Come on, somebody. 
the power of a seed of the word to admonish, encourage one another, edify. And so these three companies now, and they're going on a, on a hundred years, almost a hundred years, 90 some years of business. And a few of them had started before the Great Depression, but you see the longevity of cards. Excuse me. So I want to encourage somebody today. Don't grow weary in well-doing, even if it's in, in word, but if it's possible, indeed, do something. You know, you're like, okay, we're on a lockdown. You know what I find amazing? Amazon delivers. Now, it's going to take a little extra time, but be thoughtful for somebody. You could, you could say, I might not be able to deliver it to you, but you could. You could put it on, drive to someone's house and put it on the porch and say, hey, I left you something. But this is a time to not quit and let your heart grow cold or faint and become spiritless. This is the time, and anyone who sat in our ministry knows that one of the things that I love to say is that problems activate the anointing. When there's an issue or a problem is when words of knowledge and words of wisdom flow the greatest. When there's nothing that no, no one's putting a demand on God, no one's inquiring, things don't flow. Now, God speaks, you know, and he puts stuff in my spirit, but there's something about a, a demand. Come on, somebody. And, and if you would just ask the Lord, say, Lord, who could, I, who could I sow into? You know, one of the things that you'll do is you'll keep your heart fluid. You'll keep your heart moving. You'll keep your heart so it's beating with the heart of Jesus. And you'll find out that you won't be without strength. You'll have supernatural strength because now God will anoint you to minister to his people. One of the scriptures that I love, and me being a former addict, I love the scripture that says, and addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints. They were addicted. When you think about somebody that is addicted, you see that they crave after the thing they're addicted to, to the point that it, if they don't have it, they move to support and get supply for their habit. How much more should we be aching right now? You haven't been working the altar. Come on, somebody. You haven't been at church laying hands. You haven't been prophesying to people. You haven't been laying, putting the oil and something inside of you should not be satisfied. Something inside of you should be longing to minister or sow the gospel, sow a word, and some, so the Holy Spirit, and if you're not grieved uh, that you're not able to, to minister to people, if you're not grieved that you're not able to encourage, I, I, and I say, to, come on, come on, you got to pray to God, cause a burden in your spirit. Spirit, and if you're not moving in the spirit, you'll end up fulfilling flesh. I'm telling you. So you want to make sure in this season, glory to the Lamb of God, that you don't begin to walk out in your flesh. And it's very simple. It starts off with just a moment of ingratitude. It starts off with a moment of being unthankful. It starts off, and it, it doesn't have to start big. Remember, the Bible says a little leaven leavens the whole lump. So you don't need a big sin to, to destroy you. The enemy just needs to get one little piece of leaven into your heart to get you disgruntled and dissatisfied, to get disconnected from God where you're no longer appreciative of who God is, what he does, and what he's saying, so that now you begin to move in a different vein of operation. Come on, how many can, I, can, can give me a, a heart or give me, hallelujah, I see some of you tuning in. Glory to the Lamb of God. Yes, we want that dunamis power. Amen. Glory to the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. Amen, 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 amen. Hallelujah. And so we don't want to be uh, faint-hearted. Amen. We don't want to grow weary. It says, in a couple of different versions, literally, let us not get tired of well-doing. All right? Let us not be tired. Almost every other translation says weary, but let us not be tired. Amen? Don't get tired. All right? You say, oh, I don't see what uh, I'm producing. Or sometimes you'll look and you'll do something and the people don't change. When you're sowing into their life, they don't change. You don't see a re immediate reaction 
from what you sowed into them. You kind of, or even I've, I've had at times, me and my wife, we've done stuff for people, and it was almost like that uh, 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 mentality uh, where it's like, oh, we, that's what you're supposed to do. And we're kind of like, well, we, man, we, you know, we couldn't even get a thank you, you know, entitlement mentality. You know, you were entitled and it was, it's like, whoa. So listen, church, don't grow weary. Let's just do a couple more scriptures for tonight. Look at this. Hallelujah. And if anybody has anything they'd like to type in there, if there's any prayer request, if you would type those in the, the chat box, say, man, I don't see anybody with any prayer requests, but praise be unto God. So anyway, let's just look at a couple more scripture. I'm going to look at 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse 3. Same thing, it's reiterated. But brethren, be not what weary in well-doing. All right? Do not grow weary in well-doing. So we see this is an admonishment on several times. Let's look at First uh, Peter three and seventeen. And I want to encourage you. It it doesn't always feel good to do what's right, but it's rewarding. And you might have people that would say, "Well, why are you doing what you're doing? Don't you know we're in quarantine?" That's exactly why I'm doing what I'm doing. Because people, whether you're in quarantine, where you're in prison, whether you're in a hospital still need encouragement, they need anointing, they need salvation, they still need the Holy Spirit, amen, they need a word, and they need people to know that someone cares about them, is thinking about them, amen. First Peter 3 and uh, verse uh, 17, I believe. I'll start in 15. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Now, it says that we're not like others who don't have hope. Amen. We have hope. How many of you can say, I have hope? Amen. And so having a good conscience that whereas they speak evil of you as of evildoers, they may be ashamed that falsely accuse your good conversation in Christ, for it is better if the, if the will of God be so that you suffer for well-doing than for evil-doing. Come on, somebody. So don't allow yourself to stop because of the words of others. Continue to give a reason for your faith. Continue to give a reason for your hope. Some people might ask you and say, where's your God at in all of this? And, you know, God will give you a tailor-made answer. You know, I hear people all the time, they say, well, why did God allow this person or that accident? You know, and one of the things that I always share is, one day my child will drive a car. Who help us, Jesus, right? Now, I could teach my child how to do the speed limit, wear the seatbelt, how all of the things that are necessary to make sure they become a safe and responsible driver. Now, I hope this doesn't happen, but I can already see the traits of my older son. He loves thrills. I mean, he loves taking things to the max. And if he's anything like I was when I was younger, you know, I just wanted to test the speed on a vehicle. And that's a fun thing for a lot of men, to feel the thrill of that car, going as fast as you can and hoping you don't get caught going down the highway. Well, what would happen if an individual wrecks their car and they're doing 100 some miles per hour? Why didn't God stop? And you know, one of the things we need to realize, church, we need to stop blaming God and we need to stop blaming the devil for a lot of stuff. It's the thinking that's between our own two ears that are causing us a lot of our own problems. Now, the enemy will utilize even our own negativity all right, our own thinking, our things, he'll capitalize on it. And that's not saying there's not temptation and there's not things that the enemy does. But I can tell you one thing, church. A lot of the problems that I went through, come on, was because of decisions I made. Do I believe that there were things at work, though? Yes, I do. But if I had had a strong understanding like I do now, I would have made different choices. 
So we blame God for stuff. We blame God. And what I want to encourage somebody today is that you, there's certain things that are happening. We can't blame God and we can't blame the devil. Come on. And so don't grow weary in well-doing. And someone comes to you and says, well, where's your God at? He's still upon his throne. My God changes not. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is the same loving, kind, and gracious, and merciful God that was waiting there for Israel, and is waiting there for the church, and he's waiting there for you and I. Hallelujah. He's waiting for us to make that return. Now, we could get into judgments and wraths and all of those kind of things, and, and those are truths. But right now, someone needs to know that God is still waiting for them. Come on. He is still waiting. He's there waiting, waiting for each one of us to respond when he calls our name. Hallelujah. So don't be afraid to suffer for well-doing. Don't be afraid to suffer for evangelizing. Don't be afraid to suffer and to sow the gospel is, is doing well-doing. Come on, somebody. How are they going to hear unless there's a preacher? There must be one sent. Even though you don't want to do it, you're going to have to talk to somebody about Jesus. Come on. Hallelujah. We're going to have to tell somebody about who he is, what he's done, and what he's looking for from us. Woo. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. Is anybody? Oh, hallelujah. All right. No prayer request. All right. Hallelujah. I was just waiting to see if anybody else has uh, anything all right, let's go one more scripture. So don't be afraid if you're doing well, you're sowing, you're praying, you're giving, you're preaching. Don't be afraid to suffer for doing good. You know, I suffered for uh, doing wrong years ago. Amen. And uh, now I'd rather suffer under the, the penalty of doing what's right than for what's wrong. I understand it has reward. Someone say reward. And we will reap. Amen. First Peter chapter, or yeah, first Peter chapter four. And I want to encourage you with this because there's a lot of people just preaching, prophesying, what's going on, what God is saying. But the Bible says that we have a sure word of prophecy. That's the Bible, Logos word. And if we're not sure about what rhema word we should listen to, we can always make sure we have the compass, amen? We have the Holy Spirit, we have the word of God for ourselves. In verse 15, First Peter chapter 4, 15, I'm start one verse up. If you be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are you. Uh-huh. For the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. Upon their part, he is evil spoken, but on your part, he is glorified. But let none of you suffer as what? A murderer or a thief or as an evildoer or as a busybody in other men's matters. Come on. Yet if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed but let him glorify God on this behalf. For the time is come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin at us or with us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and sinner appear? Wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their souls to him in what well-doing as unto a faithful creator. Oh, my goodness. Come on. Hallelujah. As unto a faithful creator. Come on. How many of us can proclaim and know that God is faithful. Hallelujah. God is true. Amen. Hallelujah to his word. And what he has said he, he will do, he will do. Amen. So we ain't got to be afraid that God's going to renege on his promises. God is faithful. Amen. Someone say that with me. God 
is faithful. He is true. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to the King of Kings. I pray that this has blessed somebody today. I pray that this is empowering someone that when you feel like I just don't want to do anything else, I don't want to, I'm tired. My, I'm feeling spiritless. I'm feeling uh, heartless. The Bible says that because of lawlessness, the love of many will grow or wax cold. Amen. And I want to encourage you that even though you see wickedness and evil all around you, you know, we're reading so many news reports and we're watching about governors and what people are saying and mayors and politics, and it can make us angry. Stay, stay, stay tender in your heart. That's not saying you just receive everything, but don't allow that to change your behavior in a way that it's not Christ-like. Amen. Hallelujah. Continue to do good. Amen. I'm seeing some, some things here. Individuals have been giving groceries to their neighbors. Hallelujah. Amen. That's what it's all about. Keep checking on people. Keep loving on people. You know, I got a an awesome testimony. I won't go into all of it because I never know exactly who's going to watch my uh, videos. But I had an individual that a while back was a little bit, uh, had a little bit of animosity towards me uh, for preaching. And, but yet, do you know that almost, uh, I want to say a year and something later, I have now begun to bridge that animosity because the person's an unbeliever. And now by the Holy Spirit, God is granting favor even with an unbeliever. And if I had been like, well, they're just a heathen and snapped an attitude, I could have, I could have stopped something that God wants to do because now instead of moving in meekness, I'm moving in harshness. Don't allow circumstances and people to make you abrasive. I know that's hard. And some of us are prophetic and we're just gritty and we're the Peter prophet and we're just going to get up and rescue Jesus and cut off the, you know, it says the high priest servant's ear off. We're just going to go. We're going to, you know, and there's a time uh, to make sure that our conduct and mannerism is conducive for the time and the person. You know, some people, I, I, my wife will tell you, I love being a lion. I love, but I've found out there was times where I didn't need to be a lion. I needed to be a lamb. Uh, I remember one time when I was ministering in the UK and uh, my wife who went on a trip with me will tell you, uh, casting out spirits, unclean spirits, prophesying. And uh, one time I was ministering, I was ministering real hard and the Holy Spirit, and I was in a, 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 a an altar call where I'm ministering to the people. And next thing I came up to this little, frail, older lady. And I felt the Holy Spirit say, shift, whisper, just talk to her. You ain't, and you know, how many of you know that whether you, you know, just because whether you whisper or you yell, don't make it any more anointed. <laughs> You know, I've, I've talked at times where I just give a simple command in the spirit and, you know, you can spit and holler and groan and ah, ain't nothing happening. Ain't nothing moving. That's why you need the breath of God. You need a word from God, church. That's why a lot of the church and a lot of Christians are becoming weary because they cut off, they cut off the power source. You become spiritless because it takes God to actually give you his heart. So when you do things in your own strength, what we don't realize is we can become like Pharisees and I go to the marketplace and I can lift up my praise in the marketplace so you can all... Anyway, okay, I was going to sing opera. Anyway, you see what I'm saying. You know, Facebook is no different. Listen, I'm not trying to be rude. And if this, you know people that are doing this, and I'm not trying to judge, but why do we need to take video and go and show ourselves feeding the hungry? Why do we need to do photo ops with people on Facebook? Or have, has Facebook become the modern day marketplace for Pharisees to show off what they're doing? Do it in secret. 
Don't let the left hand know what the right hand is doing. Just go and do it. And if someone else speaks well of you, then praise be unto God. But be careful that when you do good deeds and you do alms, that it, it's seen among men that that becomes your reward. Do it in such a way that the chronicles of heaven, make angels, pens smoke in heaven. Come on, make them write down, my God, they're doing something else nice. They're doing something else. That when the book is open, it will be like it was when Haman, come on, this is when the king said, is there anybody that I haven't, done good for in the land and you look at the story of Mordecai who all of a sudden Haman thought wow here's my opportunity to make a mention and he thought he was going to get a reward for himself and here it went to Mordecai Woo. come on somebody come on somebody and you never know the moment when the king of kings is saying, okay, there's got to be some people in the earth that I haven't rewarded yet. Bring me the book. Who did good that hasn't gotten their reward? And then you didn't grow weary and you kept doing good. And next thing you know, the scrolls or the chronicles are open and there's your name. And the king says, and what shall I do for such a one? Come on. I believe it was for Mordecai, he had stopped the plot against the king. Come on. If I remember, if my mind serves me right. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb of God. Oh, help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Hallelujah. So don't grow weary. Continue. Sorry, Sister Renita. I'm just seeing these. Uh, my internet's a little laggy. You have to forgive me. But I'm seeing here. Sorry about your friend. I see Mia Moore online. God bless you, Sister Joyce, my neighbor. God bless you, woman of God. Sharon, Lisa, Michigan. Hallelujah. And wherever else is tuning in. God bless you. Hallelujah. So I'm sure many of you just heard my heart, but listen, got to know that God, God wants to pour out a blessing. He's looking for a place and why not you and why not I? Amen. Don't grow weary. Don't become spiritless. Keep your, your faith and your trust and your hope in the Lord. Pull out one scripture a day and, and ask the Lord to breathe. Ask the Lord to even give you that scripture. Amen. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah, glory to the King of Kings. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. My goodness, how does time fly when, when you're doing a live video? Amen. <laughs> hallelujah. Amen. Well, let's close out with a little something. Amen. Um, God bless you all. Thank you for tuning in. If you want to sow, I appreciate anyone that wants to sow. Or I didn't put it in the thing because I don't like to do that. I don't, I'm not like every other person that preaches online and every week I got my cash app and PayPal, but it is Kingdom Reign, R-E-I-G-N-I-N-T-L, Kingdom Reign International on cash app or Kingdom Reign, R-E-I-G-N on PayPal. You can do paypal.me forward slash Kingdom Reign or go to our website, kingdomreign.org. Kingdom, of course, R-E-I-G-N. And you could sow if you've been blessed, amen. It does go because in a couple of months when the church is allowed to be open, this place here, we're going to need a place to congregate, so we still got to pay bills, amen. So I really appreciate those that have been sowing and giving, and it has allowed us to, we took care of things that we needed to take care of and not to be uh, without sustenance, amen. And then be able to look out and begin to, Bless others as well. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, amen. I'm here and I am looking for a song to close us out. And I'm not quite sure which song to do tonight. Hallelujah. There's so many that are really good. Amen. Yes, Cash App. Um, that's Kingdom Rain. 
G-R-I-F-F-I-N-T-L. Make sure there's another kingdom reign. Make sure it's Jesse Griffin. Uh, there's a kingdom reign in Florida, and it's the same spelling, but they don't have I-N-T-L. They have the kingdom R-E-I-G-N. So if they've ever received money when someone thought it was going to us, well, God bless them. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. All righty. Well, thank you again. Um, thank you to, oh, keep us in prayer. Look, I'm trying to get a parking lot in the city so we can have parking lot preaching, all right, a drive-in service. And then I'm looking for some pieces of equipment. I'm not going to go into details right now. That will make it easy for us to transmit um, the preached word to vehicles. Um, finding some information out that I can make this. Ha we can make this happen. I feel it is a time not to stop, but to be mobilized. I need your prayers, your support. Um, I believe there's a harvest out there, and for us to just limit church service to only ten people or just to online. I just can't do that. Listen, if I can get a parking lot, cars can drive in. They stay in the car, roll up the windows. I can go lay my hand on the car and, and it'd be perfectly legal. I'm going to push to the utmost of my um, authority and serving our, our country and uh, the orders that have been set. But I'm going to preach Jesus. And if I can get the gospel out on the open air in this city, I'm going to do it. I know a lot of people are preaching on television and on Facebook, and that's great. God bless you. We thank you for every preacher that is being faithful. But I feel a need for the word of God to go into the atmosphere. I know it's in here, and I preach, and it goes, and it's in this room. But I feel a need to get the sound of the shofar on the outside. I feel a need to get the dance on the outside. I've felt this for years and tried to do tent meetings and People just don't want to go outside, but guess what? God has a way of moving us. Hallelujah. We, if the fire of God can't get us outside, then guess what? Then a, then a plague or a pestilence did. So either way, let God be glorified. Amen.